Yo, yo, before this episode gets going, just a friendly reminder that the DJ Mag Top 100 voting has opened. Last year, you guys voted us in at number 77, and we could not thank you enough, but we need your support again this year. So if you think we deserve it, we're going to put the link in the description of this episode. Head over there, vote Breathe Carolina as your number one artist, and we will be in your debt forever. So yeah, with that said, enjoy the show and uh, vote Breathe Carolina. We love you guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Yes, so, yes, so, yes, so, yes. Yes, so, yes, so, yes, so, yes. All right, what's up? Welcome to the Oh Yes podcast. Today we've got our boy, the milkman himself, Chris Sims. Hey, what up, bro? It's, it's going great. For the longest time, I thought your last name was Blocked. Because that's yeah, same. What it is on Instagram or Block D. A lot block of people D. think Block Block like Blocked is a good step ahead. Like yeah. you're actually one up. Block D. Like you just block got out of prison. That's, like. that's what it is. It's <laughs> like, I mean, you look like you could have just gotten out of prison. You got the big beanie on. Just kind of like you could be a people prison ask inmate. If the beanie I put it up on purpose, or there's like stuff in it. <laughs> like, they just think it's like that's my styles it's up i'm like no no like, it's packed carton of milk in there no you it's packed up you're like yeah i got cigs in there i got my car keys in that's, there that's actually been the joke of the security the last few times it's like oh can we check your I'm just like <laughs> dig through it after the beanie comes up and like goes through it a little bit you might be the last human on earth still chugging milk as a source of like drink yes yeah, so i mean like okay let's think about it realistically we're trying to save plastic Actually, let's stop there because they use like I'm just trying to think like I don't like to go to the kitchen every time and then get a glass and then pour out something. If it's juice, if it's water, like get a can of something. I'd rather just go out and just like like imagine if you could just drink straight out of the Brita filter like you. It's harder out of the Brita filter. But like with the milk jug, you just sit there and like ready. To go. I don't know. So, it's ready. so when you were did you the convenience thing? So just just to give some backstory, Chris loves milk. Okay, I don't big, know. Big milk guy. Loves milk. Big, big. So did you did you start drinking, like, obviously you drank it as a little kid and you've just been in love ever since. It was love at yeah. first sight. If you come at us right now and tell us that you just started drinking milk. <laughs> I did try broccoli last year for the first time. You but tried broccoli for the first time last year? And asparagus, yeah. Dude, Whoa. How old are you? <laughs> 24? Wait, what What brought this on? So you've gone, so, uh, you've gone 23 I, years without trying broccoli and you're just like, fuck it. Someone... I don't know. Someone was bringing out broccoli and I was like, oh, I never tried that. And they made fun of me. And I was like, oh, I just never really gave it a go. And then I tried it. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Do you eat it and, now? Oh, I eat it now a lot. I well, really like broccoli. Broccoli is one of like, it's a very normal thing to see. Like, oh, broccoli. Oh, I've never tried that. What's it like? When people say that about like escargot or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like weird shit. But back to your milk question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I had milk at home with my parents, but then I would also, so my parents worked all the time when I was a kid. So they'd be gone all the time. So I'd stay with my grandma. I'd get woken up at 6 a.m go to my grandma's house when my parents went to work and then go, my grandma would take me to school and everything and pick me up that day. And then I'd go back with my parents at night. So my grandma would actually have different, uh, she would have skim milk. My parents would have like 2% or whole milk. And I could skim tell the weird. difference yeah, between the two. Skim milk's weird, man. Well, I love skim milk. So when I would go to my Ooh. grandma's house, I would know I would like chug her milk and I would get home and wouldn't taste the same. So like, oh, you it's... prefer, you will drink skim milk preferred. I will chug skim milk. I it has love. a weird taste to me, man. Well, so like, what I, is skim milk, by the way? Like, the I think it's day, watered down it's, milk. It's, 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 it's more, light milk. It's okay. like, it's like that's why I think I like it more. Like calorie milk, other than like the almond milks and stuff. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's. I like it more just because, like, when I'm dehydrated, I'm like, man, I could really chug some milk. And then it's skim milk. It's not like thick, creamy, not hydrating. So like, if you went on like, a run <laughs> and you came back from the run, <laughs> you were like out of breath, sweating, thirsty, you would grab a thing of skim milk and drink it. You yeah, wouldn't grab probably. like a bottle of water. I mean, 
if the bottom, yeah, probably, probably. The, probably the, <laughs> like, well, imagine, imagine high. coming back from the gym and you're like, man, I'm already gonna put milk in my protein shake, so I might as well just chug some milk. It's gonna go to my bones, right? I've never broken a bone. That's fair, right? Okay, fair enough. So you love That's those. I mean, okay, so you're pretty much so. We haven't even said what you do. Chris is, a con- <laughs> Chris is a content creator. He does video photo for people like us, for Diplo, for Neck Deep, for Camila Cabello, a bunch of people. Is your end goal to create a Got Milk commercial? Would you be hyped as fuck? I already did one. You did a but Got not, Milk commercial? I didn't do a Got Milk commercial. I did a, uh, I had to think of the brand. It was called Milk It was the advertisement. It was for Jacob Sartorius. Oh. And so Jacob Sartorius, uh, it was not- not- notably, he always said like, oh, I love chocolate milk and all this stuff. So it was just like, he they they came to him and was like, hey, we're doing this Milk It ad for YouTube. You just need to do this one minute thing and we'll do the storyline for you. So it wasn't like I got to do my own treatment, but I did do something with milk. You've been. That, but that, been was, but that, was, that was it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like cool. a crazy amount of like milk. No, no. Oh, no, no, there was. They actually had to get like a full. So the, the premise was he like woke up that morning and he went to his milk fridge and it was just empty. And then like oh, he no. ran through his whole day <laughs> looking for the like the milk, like the chocolate milk. Couldn't find it. And then like he like falls down and just breaks down and he wakes up from his dream, goes, checks the fridge and it's stopped. So, but we had to do this shoot two days in a row. Were you just so chugging, so it, you were chugging milk. No, no, it's chocolate milk. I don't, so I don't fuck with chocolate. Oh, you don't milk. fuck with chocolate. Oh, so, like that, so I'm really it's not like, pure. it's it, not pure. I mean, I, I, I can drink chocolate milk. Like it just like, I don't, I wouldn't, sh- I wouldn't go chug a chocolate milk after I'm like, when I'm dehydrated, I wouldn't get it. That's when you're getting the creamy territory. When you guys think of milk, I think of chocolate milk, like you guys think of normal milk. Got it. Skim milk. I feel like still like hydrates me. Okay. Chocolate I mean, milk is where you draw the line. Where, uh, what, what have you been doing today? It's two. Where were uh, you today? What was your day so far? Walk us through. Uh, I woke up this morning and then I normally lay in bed until 10 a.m. now. Okay. Because 10 a.m. is a normal, like, I don't know. I feel like things happen at 10 a.m. Yeah. It's, well, it's the exact time of like pretty much everybody that is going to some sort of work is already there. They're settled in and flowing. Kind of the low key reason I do it is because like with Ryan, he plays 2K a lot. I play FIFA a lot. And at 10 a.m. West Coast is 6 p.m. UK time, which Ooh. they release something on the game FIFA. Oh, so okay. when I wake up at 10, it's kind of like my nerdy ritual. It's like, a perfect time because it's, it's like, like it's early enough to where you're like, yeah, I wake up at 10 and get shit done. But it's late enough to where it's like, I slept enough. You yeah, know? but on the West Coast, like when all your friends are on the East Coast, I wake up with like text messages and they're all like, you're not even awake yet. Well, I'm like, it's 10 a.m. And they're like, well, it's 1, a. 1 p.m. And I'm like, that's cool. You're like, it's 10 a.m. What the fuck do you want from me, bro? I don't, I don't know. It's, all, it's also 7 a.m. in Shanghai. What do you want from me right now? <laughs> like, 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 we're playing the coast game here. So you wake up 10 a.m. And what, then like... uh you continue with your day? Uh, I actually just got into Lalabo really bad. Like uh, Into what? Lalabo, like what the, the lotion. Lalabo? Lotion and scents. Oh yeah, I got into it. You're Tom a fre- you're a fre- I just learned this uh, phrase the other day: a freghead. It's Is guys it- who are super into fragrances. A freghead. It's a real thing. Google it. It's called a freghead. Fre- yeah. A yes. freg. Guys who like collect scents and lotions and like and like colognes. I don't want to say I've gone that far yet. Okay. But it, like it. Does it just pertain to guys or can girls be a freghead? I'm pretty sure a girl I, could be a freghead. That yeah, but I heard it. Uh, I heard it the other. My barber, his boss, is a freghead. And he was like, you smell really good. What is that? I walked in and I was like, I was like, oh, it's this cologne. And he's like, oh, I have that. He's like, I have the one from 1962, uh, Dubon, unopened. I'm like, wait, you just have unopened, Yo, man, unopened colognes that you collect? Yeah, he collects colognes. That's and he's crazy. like, yeah, bro, I'm a frig head. And I just started laughing my ass off. <laughs> and I was like, is that a real term? He's like, yeah. And I Googled it. And there are full on like people meet up. 
and like bring their colognes and like spray each other and like it's a whole. I just world. felt like I, I I didn't go get fragrances. I just got like uh body lotion. Okay, you're a low head. Well, well no, I just I just because I I thought I smelled it. I was like, and I smelled it was a perfume. I was like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. It smells good. And then I was like, oh, a lotion. Like if I like just put on the lotion. Oh, it smells good. And then I was like, if I just put that on my neck and my body gets lotion and it smells good and then I can lotion my body and then it smells like I just put deodorant on my whole body. That's two that's birds, one stone. Way. I like that. That's I mean, it's an odd, odd. You woke up and rub yourself down. I don't wake up and rub. I mean, I mean, let's, I mean, <laughs> let's, 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 you, like, got, you got butt naked and, like and rubbed a, yourself down. Quick one squirt and then I just do it. He's like, I'm my roommates come in. They rub me down because I can't reach everything. Um, but then this morning I woke up, uh, and then actually got lunch with a buddy of mine, Dusty Kessler, who works for five sos. Oh, sick. and we just talked about a few things. Um, he's doing really well and that's about it. And then, nor but normally if I didn't actually have things to do today, I would kind of wake up and, and right now, like, I don't know, I'm kind of like an in-between time where like, it seems like I'm doing a lot, but right now it's like, I'm kind of just actually have time off, which is kind of weird. Um, but it just so happened where like everything like came to like seemed like a big, uh, basically that Camilla thing, the Camilla poster thing, everyone made it seem like yeah, I was doing about all that. this so stuff. So like, you shot, you shot a picture of Camilla Cabello and it ended up being like, I'm going to, I'm going to tread lightly on how I shot it just because I don't know if I, I think I can say it, it doesn't really yeah. matter on that, but it was like, uh, basically they, I was just sitting in dance rehearsals with them, just shooting video the whole time. And then I was just like, oh man, that looks like a, like that should be like, we were in the dance rehearsal studio and then outside where all the managers sit. And I was like, oh, let me just take a photo of this so they can have a reference and see what it looked like. And I, I just waited for them to do like the moment against the wall and then just took like maybe five or seven photos and then cycled through them and then just found that one that ended up being the poster and they just fucking loved it from there and used it as reference for a bunch of other stuff and everything like that. But like from that, I kind of just took away like time and place. Like, I don't know, you just have yeah. to have like the initiative and like I that I feel moment. like that's, that's a huge like, part of what you you do. We've had a few video video photographer guys on here and it's like, it really like, you have to like, if you're not doing like studio stuff, it's yeah. all about like, you just got to capture moments as they're appearing or happening yeah. and like, just go through them later and like, hope you found gold. Yeah. And well, doing content like that is too, you have to be really good at like using what you have. You know what I mean? Like if you can't have like, if you're in like a random dance, you it's like, okay, like where can I be creative? And like, does that corner with this little weird light look cool? Like, and sometimes that shit's like magic. You know what I and, mean? Yeah. Like, like that, that was like the, like the hardest part for me is like coming from like, your guys' set or like doing the Diplo or Dylan Francis and then coming from a weekend of that and then coming into that dance rehearsal and like slowing down the pace of everything and like turning into documentary style and then like, okay, dance rehearsals are over. Okay, next weekend we're going to do an EDM gig again and it's like, okay, we're not doing slow documentary style again. How do and you like in between the two? Yeah, how do you transition that? How do you go from party EDM Coachella to... Um, yeah. you know, what I, mean? I think the easiest way is to let yourself do it. Um, I, and the reason I say that, and, and like, let me explain on it is I guess like, uh, I did, I was in the studio with Camilla, just documenting a few things for a few days. And then I went out and did my first dip weekend with Diplo. And like the first time I was around Diplo with in the car and we were taking a long ride out to like a hill or like something that we were exploring that day, the whole ride out there, I was filming like, and I didn't need to be like for anything that he was going to use or anything. It wasn't documentary style. It wasn't whatever he was talking about. Like he picked up a phone call and was talking like business about a single and something like that. And I was like, Oh man, this is really good content. Cause I'm coming from if like Camilla touches the phone or she's talking to someone like eyes on, let's get right. this. Cause like you never know when this could be used again. But then going into that world, it took me that 45 minute car right out there to after. And then that night I was like, man, how do I have X amount of clips? And I look through, I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And then so like, 
my best answer is just like whenever you just catch yourself doing it, you're like, okay, now I learned myself. I, I, that's how I've learned to kind of like everything. It's like, I didn't think about it before going into it. I just learned it. It came up and I was like, okay, how do I adapt to it? And I think that's like half of like this world anyway is adapting. Yeah. So you, it's like you and uh, we've, we've had you and your roommate, Ryan come yeah. with us. And the one thing we took away from you guys that we thought was so dope is that you guys don't need us to set shit up to come up with cool shit. Like you were just yeah. taking pictures as we were walking, as we were eating fucking Indian food, whatever. Yeah. And it just came out sick. And like those are the pictures that like are reacting the best because people feel like they're a part of your actual life as opposed to like, yeah, we went here and posed and did these things and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's like, you're actually good at like capturing the real world. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, yeah, it was hard. I don't know. And then like still going back to it, like with even going in with like Dippo stuff, it's like uh, not even like Dylan, it's like we're shooting or with you guys, like shooting, we're shooting, we're shooting a show recap. And we're shooting photos for a show recap and everything. And that's cool. Yeah. And then with Dippo, it's like, ah, the show's cool. And I do shows, but it's like, let's think of more internet-based type right. of things. Yeah, know? like you did and that like, video of him on the Like falling through the sky. And, through and like sky, falling yeah. through a lot. Like that, that thinking in that way, it took me two weekends with him to then think like, I had that clip of him falling. I was like, oh, that'd be funny. Just a raw clip. And I was like, let me just like go one up on it and just like play his game and play his thought process of how he would like it. And he didn't it. ask you to do that. No, you I showed it. him that. And then he was like, oh, finish that. And yeah. then after that, it became like him just repeating all day. Like, are you done with that? Are you done with that? That's but so it, like after out. I already <laughs> showed him it, he was like, oh, that's funny. So like it works out if you start. I think you just have to like be, is it like a chameleon? Is that what blends? to? Yeah, things? I mean, like, you do yeah. have to be right because you, you shoot a band like Neck Deep who's going to be completely different content wise than yeah. we are and we're going to be completely different than Diplo and yeah. Diplo's going to be completely different than Dylan and Dylan's going to be different than Camilla so it's like really you have to get in the heads of all these like artists and like kind of and you were only with us you'd never met us and you it came was, out and it's yeah. like you have to just be on like so and I flew quick. solo out with you guys that was the craziest yeah. thing to me is like oh, I didn't man, meet you guys until we about showed that. up we gotta <laughs> talk about Chris's journey let's look okay so we, we, we don't work with the person that did this to you anymore just so you oh know. I forgot yeah. all about this happening yeah, this is a good so, one so Chris, so what, so what was it? It was, you were on tour in the I thought UK. I, I thought I was doing it as a favor. I was like, oh, I'm already in the UK. I'm like kind of halfway there. Like I'll just go solo. I'll stay in UK an extra day after ours is done. And then I'll fly to India, meet you guys. And you guys will come from LA and we'll just meet at the airport. It's fine. And then I gave you guys the dates and I got dates back and not from us, from a, from a person <laughs> that we had doing them. <laughs> and they just, uh, I didn't question them. Cause it just seemed, I don't know. I just woke up that morning and I was ready to go from the airport and Fun fact, the air, the flight was like 7 a.m. that morning. So I was like, to get the best sleep there, I'm going to stay up all night. I'm yeah. just going to stay up all night, go right to the airport, be ready. Sleep on the plane. And yeah, sleep on the plane the whole way. And I get there and I go up to the lady and I'm no sleep, like really bugging out. I'm like, what are you saying? I can't check in my flight. Oh, man. Like, what are you what are you talking about? It's not showing up. Like, I, it's right here. I have the screenshot of it saying the date. Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, we don't see it. I'm like, and then that's when I got in contact with you guys. I'm like, am I it guys was, joking? It was, like, it was like nighttime here. Bro, I was laying in bed and you're like, you're like, what time? <laughs> Somebody just shot a firework. <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah. we just got like, production in this bitch. <laughs> you're like, yo, they're saying I can't check into my flight, and I was like, oh, like what? What's what's the matter? And then our advance at the time was like, your flight's tomorrow, and you're like, you told me my flight was today. I haven't slept all night, and I was laying in bed, and I was like, oh fuck, like this is gonna be bad. Well, I felt so horrible for you, and I was like, bro, just go get a hotel. Sorry, like <laughs> go to bed. Yeah, and we, the the thing is that we didn't know each other. We've yeah, never was, met yeah. ever. So we're like sitting here like, oh my God, this guy fucking hates us already. We've never met him before. We're screwed. I was nervous going into the the couple of days that we spent together because it was like, this is a horrible, like it's horrible business. You know what I mean? So like 
fucking. It was interesting like business amateurs, just because it was fired like, that guy on site, bro. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like interesting. I think it's more. I like things like that because it's happened with a few other artists I've toured with, like where you get to see how they react to people that they really trusted or really worked with or really like the other end of things. Like with a photo video side, like we see some aspect of it and you'll, you'll get to overhear some business stuff in a room or something like that, but you don't get to see how they'll react to things. Like I had another example, like you guys like might, I don't know if you actually did fire him, but like, no, we did for other reasons. We, we, we parted ways. Yeah. Yeah. But like something, he's a great guy, but we we parted. I won't name the band this happened to, but basically a band like a three week, three, we confirmed a tour. And then like three weeks after we confirmed that tour, middle of the tour, they sent me like a photo release in like an NDA. And I was just like, okay, like I don't ever sign a photo release. I've never signed one. What before. is a photo release? Yeah, what does that mean? So a photo release for them, it's kind of however you want to write it up back and forth. And I'm not the best for this, especially with licensing and copyright and all of that. Um, and I've learned from a bunch of other people. That's the best way is just ask. But it's like kind of a release of their photos of how they'd want to be portrayed. So basically it could be solved by an NDA where the NDA would just cover it anyway. You just don't portray them in a bad light out in the public or in like socials anyway. But the photo release for them was like, any photo that wasn't a live performance shot that anyone could have got is not allowed to be posted unless you ask us and we say yes. Oh, and, and so if and you took a, like a sick picture of somebody in like a behind alley. the scenes or even even if like in 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 the writing, it's like if I had the idea of like set up this portrait outside, if it wasn't in a public area, like a public show where they have multiple cameras and they're ready for it, it's off off kilter, like like stuff like that. Like it's, it's so to them, weird. it's I'd have to get requested for all of it. And I was like, you know, like I, at the time I was like, I didn't really need to do this tour like that. You know, like, it's fine. Like I would have said, no, if you put a photo release beforehand, it would have been not a big deal. And like the main underlying issue of the whole thing is like the photo release got sent to me by their publicist and everything. And I, at the time just was like super confused and like super taken back being like, this band doesn't seem like they would do that. Like, this is weird. This is like a miscommunication between two sides. So I like, Respond to the post is like, hey, I'm just curious. I've never heard anything about this. Like, I'm just wondering what's going on. Like, following up about it. And she, that publicist, responded just being like, I know you're new to this. Uh, I know oh. that uh, you don't know what the big and better people do there in the photographer world. But here's what we do here we sign this so it can protect you in the future and help you get more clients. And basically like a condescending email type yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah. talking down. Yeah. And like, that's when I was like, okay, let's see how they react. Like that's put me in a position of like, okay, like the band is on this email. Are they CC? No, they're not. The oh, band okay. doesn't know anything about this email. Right. And this is where I recommend, like, I'm not good at giving advice in like a broad spectrum of like overarching, like I know right, type of, of things, yeah. but you like, just do it. This is what has worked for you. But I think this is where an example of where you have to, a lot of people can't hold their tongue yeah. a, a lot on things and can't just suffer for the minimal suffering that it might be for that second to just get through it. Like with that email and everything, yeah, it sucked. And then like with the band there, we had a show that night. I was like, man, I don't want to shoot you guys. Like, I don't want to, yeah. why would oh, I? Put, you were already on the tour. I was on the tour. Oh, like whoa. that email happened midway through and the band doesn't know because the band's not connected to the management. Right. right. So the management and that publicist are saying me that and the band's there like, oh, let's take some photos here. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm like, Man, like my drive to point a camera at you today is yeah, it makes just, you feel weird. Yeah, yeah. Because like of all that stuff, like behind the scenes, and like I let it go. Like we, then we had like a few day off days in a row, and it's just like it's like oh let me sit, let's have some off days. It'll be fine. I'll come back to it. And then I got like a, a follow up email and like to post this stuff. I was like, what? Okay, let me bring this up to the band. And like that's like I think 
just letting it goes for the, another topic I wanted to bring up is like not announcing stuff too soon. Right. But this goes in the same way of like when I got that email, I screenshot it. I read that screenshot a million times and I sent it to my close touring friends that could read it and be like, how do you think this reads? Like, right. how do you think this sounds? Yeah, how just to make take? sure that you're not like yeah. how would you? Yeah, yeah. how would you, you take this? How would you respond? Would you respond? What would you do? And like get some a few responses and like got that. And then I thought about it when I was reading that email. I was like, man, this is an email that you would see on Twitter. Like this is something that someone would post because they got super angry and got this email. And it's like, fuck this publicist. Right. Fuck this. We shouldn't stand for this guy. Stick up for blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> sure, you might get a bunch of retweets and a bunch of favorites and a bunch of likes being like, man, we support you. You did it yeah. right. Like she did it wrong. Fuck the man. But it like if I since I, I'll get to the end of I held my tongue. Talked to the band about it. The band, when I talked to them about it, I gave, laid it out full like that. I was like, yeah, that last night when I wanted to take photos of you guys, I really just didn't feel like I, I couldn't. Cause that's you just don't know what you're it. allowed to do. Artistic, yeah. it really just dampered it. Like, like, And I laid it out to them. I was like, man, I don't care about your band like that. I'm not going to put like, do anything rude to you guys or, like, yeah. or like, try to sell your images like that. Like, We can talk about that, like copyright licensing and a different thing. It's just like, I'm not going to have to ask you to post things if they look cool or like yeah. I put an artistic time. And they were like, and then I showed them the email and they were like, oh my God, we didn't know that happened. And like, right. and it was genuine. And they like the like lead singer cried and they were all like, what the fuck? And they like fired the publish on spot and like reacted to it in a way that I was like, okay, like that's someone that we could trust in some sort of way. And it's just sure. like seeing how they reacted made me want to even go above and beyond shooting for them in a way after us. Like, oh man, you guys are respectable in that nature and like to do that. And that's why like it's the same with you guys with that email or with that whole thing. You guys were like, fuck that. Like, yeah. we, and then you like, I remember we were in like a group message with them and you guys like cut me off in a separate group message. Like, no, like give us the real deal. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's like, oh, okay. Word. Like, uh, yeah, I won't shoot. Yeah. Like, it is like you stick a, like another, you just got to be close with the artist, like artist, photo person, other people in between will help you and get you like book you that flight or do something like that. But it's gotta be that connection between the two. So, you know, like, man, I'm taking this shit from your publicist or I'm taking this shit from your manager. But I know when I talk to the band about it and bring it to light to you guys, because I know they didn't want you to hear about it, you'll get my back. Yeah. But you just got to be patient before bringing it up to them. That artist or that social media or those fans of that social media, whatever you're about to blow up with that screenshot, everyone's like looking at it, waiting for like... Well, and you don't want to be the guy that's like in any sort of controversy. You know what I mean? Like you always oh, want to yeah. be the good person. So posting things like that and people that do that, even if they're in the right 100%, it still gives you like a weird stigma. You know what I mean? Well, it's also like if you did it to that band and then like you posted it and then you find out later that the band had no idea. It's like, damn, you kind of just like, like, yeah, I get that it's the publicist, but people are going to connect that publicist to that band. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh shit, I just like fucking threw these guys under the bus and they didn't even know and they had my back. And yeah. it's like, you did the right thing. Yeah, you did the right it's thing just, by talking. I, well, that's why I think it's the right thing in any sense of the term. And I'll piggyback it into like, not announcing your shit before it's out or yeah. like not uh, that piggybacks off that the Camilla Sean thing too. It's like all of it. Don't announce shit before it's out. Like right. it's so simple. And like, I've seen a bunch of my friends recently like posting online, like similar thoughts on that. Like don't post your flyer of the tour that you got mentioned to three months before it happened. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. There's so many things. And like, I was telling you guys before we hopped on the podcast, like when I talk about things out loud, I feel like I jinx myself and I, that's just a general rule for me. But like, I feel like, how do other people not think about it when they start talking? Like, don't you feel ed on edge when you're like, dude, we've had oh, guys, we've had, all, I, won't name, I, won't, people I won't name names, but we've had guys do recaps for us and we didn't post them yet. And they had posted them. And there was a time where one of the songs wasn't out yet. And it was like, yo, this 
this track, we haven't even like talked about this track and you just posted this recap on your guys' like company's page yeah. and it's not, that's not okay. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, it's, it's all good. Like you can post any picture you took of us if you think it's cool and stuff, but it's like, if it involves music or a tour that hasn't been announced or something, it's like, come on, man. That's just like common sense. You can't just like blow shit out like that. All of a sudden you it's don't, like, you never know what's going on tour with Metallica. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? You never know. Like I, there's this like really good image I took of an artist and they were, we were in Canada and it was uh Montreal. So they got gifted Montreal Canadian jerseys. And I was like, and she, we took like this cute picture where she's holding up the Jersey and everything was great. And I was like in great smile. I was like, Oh, this is a cute image. Like love to post this as part of like a series of behind the scenes images we've took. And, and I, I show her, look, I, we just show her, Oh, look at this cute image. And she's like, Oh, oh man, we can't use it. And I, and I immediately like, what? Like, why? And she's like, Oh, well, like I have a big Boston fan base and they see me in a Canadians thing. I'm fucked. And I, it's something you never think of. Yeah. Why in would you ever artist, think? I would never think. But about in that. any artist, you never know why they're not releasing something. You never, ever, ever know. And that's why like recently since kind of like, I don't know, a few months ago, I only released what they release. And it sounds like so like, oh, are you scared to release it? Did you sign something? You right, hold right. back. And it's like, man, respect your artist in some sort of way. Like. I don't see it as a big deal. And any artist is going to see a photo as like an artistic piece or like, an, right. like a, a moment or like a thing. But that artist might be like, I hate how my chin looks. I hate how, how my nose looks. How do you know? Like, I feel like, cause for you guys, and I've asked this a few times, but it's, it's different for everybody. How do you know? Cause you guys are so you're there all the time. There's shit going on. that probably shouldn't be going on sometimes. Like dudes have wives, dudes have girlfriends. There's girls on the bus. There's this and that. How do you know when it's okay to have the camera out and when it's not? Because Honestly, it's like, yo, we're partying on the bus, let's say. All the time. You just have it out. and then All the time. You just have your all camera at all times. Yeah. All and the then you just won't post the shit that all you know time. is wrong. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Well, it, so like, I, not, I'm, I don't do it all the time for every artist. Right. But in the sense of the artists, so like a band that I really, really highly rate all the time is Dangerous Summer. And that was like, I did the run with him last January when I had nothing booked for the whole year in front right. of me. And I was like, this might be my last chance in like touring or like something. I know it's not a big day and I know it's not a big thing, but they're on a comeback and like maybe I can give them some sort of a drive on their comeback. And like I thought of it in like a comeback sense of like, let me just film everything. Right. And they're a band that was like, we party, we drink and we do all this. And like their lead singer is very free spirit and wants everything to be filmed. It's like, this is our life. Like don't hide it, film it. And then we filter it after if we wanted to. Right. And in their case, they didn't want to. But like with like Camilla's stuff, we've you have to and i realized this after you have to have that trust and comfortability with the artist in the sense of like yo i'm gonna film everything like i know like i'll get that eye from you when it like we shouldn't film and we'll be communicated with each other but just like i just trust me i'm gonna film everything and i'll know when to never show you this again like right. you you'll watch back the footage you'll be like oh she'll hate that yeah and then you just pretend it never happened but as long as like and i didn't think about it until it was just like one listening thing we were in and camilla was just like Oh no, no, you can stay. And I was like, okay. And it's just like, uh, like two other people in the room and it's me. And I'm just like, okay, this is cool. And I'm just, you're sitting there watching her react. And then eventually I got to a point where it's like, okay, you're good. You can cut it. I was like, okay. Like I got a part that I needed and you wouldn't know that I had to go through that awkward, like, can I stay? Can right. I do that? It looked just natural. Cause I just stayed and let it go. Like they were kicking everyone else. Like I'm setting up, I'm saying. And like, as long as you just stay there and do it. And then after the fact, it gets to maybe like a touchy spot. We're like, oh, we don't, we actually don't want this filmed. Okay. Okay. I'll go. Yeah. But it's like, I think you should just. It's nothing against you. It's just like, yeah, we just can't have this. Yeah. I think it's just like an all the time. Like, I don't know. With the Dangerous Summer, I filmed like literally all the time. And Was that your first like tour? No? No. How did you get into the game? Like, what was your, you're from Boston. (sighs) Boston? Maryland? 
Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Maryland. Baltimore. Yeah. Dude, Austin, I knew Maryland. I knew it had a B and I knew it was on the East Coast. You could be from Buffalo, bro. It's I don't so, know. So I'll give the benefit to my friends back home. I'm actually from Calvert County, Maryland. Okay. Which is actually south of DC. Damn, Calvert County? Yeah. CV. I have some so, sort of like yell. Uh, Calco, Calvert. I knew you guys. Calco. Every place like that, like you a Calvert County, you guys thing. all have a yell. You have like some sort of like Calco. But it, it wasn't a yell. It's just like where we abbreviate it. But I was from Huntingtown in Calvert County. So like hunting town. Did you like, hunt? No, I didn't. But Never it was hunt. like, it's Hickville. It's like something like that. And then I just, I say I'm from Baltimore because I went to college in Baltimore. And then like and nobody there knows where the hell five. Calvert County is. Exactly. And, I'm from Agora Hills. Nobody knows where that is. Fun fact for anyone from like either Baltimore or DC. If you say DC to someone, they're going to like be like, oh, you're a little prissy. Like you like government stuff. Like how's Trump? They're immediately going to think that. So you just got to say Baltimore. It's right, so, yeah. it sounds so much more tough. Oh, especially when you like, it's way tough. Especially in LA. In, the, in, in LA. Baltimore, you yeah, know. In, in LA, they love here in Baltimore. Like when I'm like, oh, I'm from Baltimore. Like, oh shit. What brings you out of here? You like, don't even know where Baltimore is, dude. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Well, or they'd know about it just like, damn, you got out? And it's like, <laughs> it's like Chicago. Damn. They hear like, oh, like, oh, you're in the bad part of Chicago? Man, damn, you got Chris out, man. From the block, dude, yeah. made it it's out. It's like something like that. Yo, but, you know, be more Chris, dude? That fool is crazy. <laughs> but like I did, I was I was going to school in Baltimore and then um, someone from high school, uh, Rachel Cooper, who I was friends with at the time, she was actually dating an acoustic artist named Casey Bowles. And we were just in a Toyota Camry or a Ford Fusion. And we were just going- A little bit nicer. Yeah, it was like New York City, Boston, and Philly or something, like three days. And uh, in the Boston date or the Baltimore, Baltimore was one of those days. And one of those days, some other artists found me in there and I went on tour with them and they were Have Mercy. And I did them for like a whole year, but like they just, just wasn't, well, it wasn't a good situation for me. And I was like, okay, like what else do I have? And it was like a good, it wasn't a good situation in the way of like, you work with an artist and that artist will introduce you to other people. And eventually that artist will like, maybe you'll work with someone else because of it. Like, right. and that's and not because they're like, they're giving you away or stealing you or anything like that. You're just like, it so happens you meet people. Yeah. But with that artist, I didn't meet anyone. I felt so sheltered. I was like, how do you meet other people in this industry? And that's when I met up with a dangerous summer. And it's like, okay, I get a new slate. They're going to introduce me to people. Like, let me just give it my all and film everything. And then from there, like I did that and I randomly and then we went to UK to do Moose Blood. And they were supporting that in UK. And that was my first time there. And they actually, from the US tour, they, out of their own pocket, took me to the UK with them. And it came out really, really shitty on that end because we did the UK. And right when I got to the UK, the record label at the time was doing Dane or Summer. And then they were doing Moose Blood. It was Moose Blood's release week and they didn't have a, like, a content guy. So they were just like, hey, like, we're going to grab you and you're just going to do it all. And and like Danger Summer got kind of like fucked out of it, but I did a music video for him after the fact and everything was fine. And after that, I got hit up by my buddy Dusty, who's I mentioned earlier about the five so stuff about doing Walk the Moon, just like a fill in like Europe and UK for like three weeks on a bus. Oh, crazy! Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy to the point of like I was like discussing budget with them, and I, and they were like, "So how much would you want like a week?" And I was like, "I don't know, like I like five hundred or like something like that." And they were like okay, we're going to give you like a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, they knew I was like not knowing what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, let's just give this some confidence. Right. And like stuff like that. So that was cool. And then ever since then, it's just been, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think that's got to be for anyone. You can't pick and choose. You can pick and choose on what you're going to post and what you're going to show. Yeah. Right. But you can't pick and choose on what you're going to say yes to. Because you never know on what yes is going to lead to another yes. Right. You know? How did even before that, like how did you get into video? Like, did you go to school for video? Were you in high school? Shooting? I'm a criminal justice major. 
And that's right. You told us that. You were? Yeah. I'm a criminal justice major. I had actually, so the funny. That's why other, we call him your honor. Yeah. The other funnier <laughs> part about like my come up or whatever you'd say is that I actually had like uh, my grandmother actually at the time I had a connection with the Secret Service where she was like new or was friends with someone that was like second in command of some part of the Secret Service for hiring or something. So I immediately got an interview and I was in, but I was like in the interview, I was like, man, like this is locking down. Like this is like. It doesn't like, get more locked down than working for the secret You're never service, free for dude. the rest that's, of your life. That's why I was bro. like, you only leave two ways, man. You retire or you're in the box. There's yeah. no, you don't get out of that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And there was like, oh, it's so much overtime. It's so much money. It's so much. I was like, yeah, it's sick. But like, you're talking like a lot of stuff I don't want to do. Like, yeah. it's sick if you'd want to do it. You work all the time. Yeah. It's sick. Like, I'm not taking a bullet for yeah. no one, yeah. brother. <laughs> but basically in that interview, I just with, with they, they gave me an option. They're like, you can... Uh, from this interview, you've heard all of our precautions. Like if you don't mesh with us at all or whatever, like you can withdraw with no penalty and you don't have to go through this process. And like, if something didn't work out, then we would never uh, consider you again. But if you withdraw, like maybe we'll consider you again. So I was like, here's my chance. Like I was like, when they said that, I was like, I can withdraw and still give my parents that like little dangling leash of like to, in a few years, I can go I can back go without, back. Yeah. without a penalty, you know, and I, and I don't have to waste my time this next nine months, like giving something I don't want to do and then back out nine months from now and then don't get a second chance, you know, like, yeah. So then I just backed out of that. How intense was like the, what they were telling you, you were going to have to go through to be a part of the secret service. Like it was just, yeah, it's just, it wasn't that intense. Were you I mean, be like an agent? Well, eventually you go, you'd just be in like a normal, basically once you get in, you go through all the, um, training and things like that. Right. You just like kind of guard a building or like guard a, be at a post guarding for like two years, one building on like a um, Smithsonian building or something in DC. Right. And then from there, then you get your like agent or whatever. But even then, like you might not be an agent yet. You might just be a normal secret service officer. I don't know their names yet really, but I know that they like some guy's job was like, Oh, today, like we have this guy coming through this elevator. You're at the bottom of the elevator shaft, just making sure no one else does it. And you unlock it when we're going to tell you he's coming on the elevator. Oh man. And that's your only job. And then some days you might be doing some cool shit. You might yeah. be walking around with, I mean, some, you could eventually have eyes guard, on you. You could eventually guard yeah, the now, president. But like they're like, but they, yeah, they made it seem yeah. very like, we're going to get flagged. Yeah. <laughs> Are they here right now? No. Is someone watching us? So you're in the interview. You're like, I'm not going to do it. And then, Which ruined, and then how just, does that lead to shooting fucking bands? Oh, the, oh, the youth. So like I did I actually did when I, how'd you pick up a camera? Like from that. So I did in eight. So I did military school from like six to eighth, eighth grade to 10th grade. Wild, like you bro. went to military school. I lived, lived at military school. school. Hargrave. Were you like a bad kid or that's no, I just, my parents in seventh and eighth grade, I was just like acting up in kid like school, I guess. And like the, the thing that I'll never forget, the thing that broke my like parents back on it is like, I was just lifting a chair up to go next to like a smarter kid to learn with him. And like, I just lifted it up too fast. I wasn't strong enough. So it just went over my head and like oh. scratched the chalkboard down. <laughs> and then the teacher looks up. He's like, Chris is throwing chairs at chalkboards. <laughs> and then I just got ripped. Oh, and that's when I got man. kicked. But basically I went to military you know school. Day, you're sticking with the story that you weren't doing. Yeah. It, yeah. I like, I, it. I like we so till you that. die, brother. But all that time I was doing video games, like call of duty. Like I was uh, like hard, core call of duty like every day i get home play call of duty and i would get i had the recording software and then i got adobe and i got sony vegas and i was editing call of duty content editing and making money off editing call of duty videos when i was in eighth grade like ninth oh, wow. grade so like for I, other people or for yourself for other people and for yourself yeah and i was like it was in the clans and everything and like the phase clan guys yeah, yeah we, had, telling, we had some of them here yesterday i was telling you about them that like i played like when it was just straight call of duty stuff and stuff like that i was doing like phase pro stuff like oh, wow. pro sniping stuff like not like the trick shot shit they did, but like the pro bit of it. But like, it's just like, I don't know. 
interesting that I did all that YouTube stuff and, I, and like my friends at the time, it's something I also took with me now. It's like my friends then were all just making fun of it. And like, I was so young at the time. I was like, God, it's so annoying. Like I, I should stop this shit. If they're making fun of it, like that's lame. Like it should, we should really quit. And I did. I eventually stopped YouTube. I was like, this shit's lame. It's not going to do anything. And now we're, how much money Little did you know oh, dude, making? they're making millions yeah, exactly. of dollars exactly millions. like not even them the whole gaming scene yeah the whole game yesterday uh, i was i was a, I, this was i was eight or eighth grades what 10 years ago dude, i was already yesterday ahead. that they have a meeting they're going to japan to have a meeting about having gaming in the olympics in the next eight years exactly like, gaming in the olympics yeah dude. like what the e games fuck? bro that's what that's what like i'm not gonna say i knew it was gonna get that big but i'm just saying like you have you a feeling something in it. something, you have a passion in something, you just do it. And then I'm once, not saying I invented it, but I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> you have a feeling, you have a passion about something, and then you just find a way to have that feeling and passion and lead it into a career way. So I was playing Call of Duty a bunch, and I was like, man, I like kind of recording Call of Duty. And I was like, man, I think I could edit. Like, I'm not that good at the game, and I'm not that good at playing, and I'm not that good at recording, but like editing gives me the free reign to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. But as long as it's already there for me. And that, that, I think that's why I do video recaps well. But if you told me like, okay, we're going to give you this music video treatment and you do whatever the fuck you want, I would be like, man, it's fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. But like if you, if you guys are already doing shit and I just get to sit there in my free time, like I'm going to make that shit, mix it with that shit and make it look cool and make it seem like that mode with that. That's the same with the Call of Duty stuff. They would do like one trick shot here and then do like a, a kill feed over there. It's like, how do I put the two together? And it's already there for me. I just had to put it together. And then it's like, how do I make it feel bigger? Right. Let me get a song that can edit really fast to and put it on time so that every hit and every snipe feels like a moment. Dude, it's so crazy when people watch those, but like, like it's the one thing I really just don't, I don't, I'm not a part of it. So I don't like people yeah. are watching videos of dudes playing video games. There's guys full on editing them like recaps. Like, but now, but now it's like Twitch. Now it's, now it's just that streamline of, I just want you talking to me all the time. And I want you before I'm telling you, it was like Mont, like it's still montages. There are montages out there, but before it was like, oh, cool, you're doing these gameplays and commentaries. Where's the montage, man? Right. Where's the montage? And now they could be on Twitch all day and no one gives a fuck. Hey, where are your best clips, Tifu? No one gives a fuck. Yeah, no you, one you're like, you're entertaining I saw his, every day. People are like, I saw his best clip two hours ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's wow. like, dude, you're amazing. We don't need to see your best clip. We're watching you all the time. Like, we'll see a best clip, but we're, we're in tune with you. We got you. Like, yeah. But the montage shit was like building up to something and doing it. I don't know. That's how I started though. It was like Call of Duty. Just editing Call of Duty stuff. Editing so, Call of Duty stuff. So that transfers you just like, oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna get a camera and start like filming stuff. So I stopped, I stopped doing all that and did normal high school from junior and senior year and graduated. And then I went to college and then I was in college and my college didn't have like a minor in photography or anything like that. I was like, man, I could kind of get back into that. Like I was feeling it. And like that's a big time when like all that like street dreams, these like the underground, like Instagram, like take photos of street shines with lights in the background. Right, right, right. Yeah. And shit like that and like traveling and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that'll get me out of the house and I can take some cool photos of stuff. And then I was like really into skateboarding too. I was like, oh, I can film my friend's skateboard. I'll buy a camera. And I got one for Christmas. And then from there, it's like- Did you have the handle on it so you could like- Yeah. That was my only like- and had the camera and had the fucking like the BMX grip. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> but like from there, I was like, so I forgot how shows came up. I think it might've been like the case that Casey, the acoustic artist might've come up or something. Like, how come, shows come came up picks. and it was like, and then I was like, wait, I could like go to shows. This is going to sound super condescending. And like, you shouldn't have to think about this really, but like I could go to shows, not waiting that whole long, get in the front, take sick fucking photos and then watch a show after a hundred percent. And then maybe they'll actually repost a photo. I mean, that's the part that's like, 
ambitious. It's but like, all the other, killer. yeah, all the rest of it's just like as like a college kid, like yeah, I'll meet you at the show, guys. I'll meet you after the first three songs because I'm gonna get in free and do the thing. But then I'll meet you. Yeah. But it like, and it changed the aspect of it for me. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do this. And then once you have that in front of you, it's just like getting a new toy put in front of you. It's like, oh, I have this whole world I can do with. And then you're like, well, who are the best in this thing? Right. And then you just like start searching people and you're like, oh, is that what they do? I, I don't know. I, who are some of the guys that got you, like, who would you look up to? Like that you just said, like, who would you research? I can't even, trying to think back then, like, Obviously, there's like Tom Falcone, Matty Vogel. Matty Vogel was huge then. He was doing, that's when he was like back with Hoodie Allen and he was like releasing these like preset packs and stuff. I was like, oh man. And he was like releasing like full on like um, blogs, like telling what he was going through and stuff and like how he was doing things. And I remember I'm friends with Matty now and it's like funny thinking about it, but like when they were at like Baltimore Soundstage, I was like just in taking photos and I met Matty after. I was like, Matty, I have big inspiration. I got a photo with Matty oh, wow, like way crazy. back in the day. And it's just like, now, like, so Maddie was a big one that I can think of, like, no doubt off the top of my head. And, like, other ones, like, don't really have one that I'm, like, all day thinking about. Because before, it was just, like, street, like, at that time, I was like, oh, street stuff, street stuff. So I was, like, trying to get away from that street dreams thing. I was like, oh, I can do bands and artists. And that's, yeah. like, a little bit different. And then I just. Living organisms. I don't yeah. have to just do the street stuff. <laughs> then I did all the photo stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I can make So photos. you did photo before video. Or you did video yeah, I did photo before video, but I already knew how to do video because the editing stuff. The Once editing, I put right. it in the program, it's like, oh, I know how, I know what's going on here. It was just like learning the camera and learning like, how do I get that flat profile? And how do I make it smooth? And how do I like stuff like that? And once I got all that, it's like, okay, how do I put it out there? Or how do I give it to someone and translate it in a way that someone will want it again? Like photos, it's so hard. And like anyone that's still only taking photos, like, Sorry, <laughs> it just no, but this is a real. It's thing. so dead. No, dude, it's we so say beat. This, dude, it's we so say dead. This, we say this all the time, and honestly, even somebody that just does video, like when we work with somebody new, yeah, which now we have like an array of guys that we like really love to go to. But when we work with somebody new, we're always like, hey, can you do both? And if they can't do both, yeah. we'll look for somebody else before we commit to it because it's like, yeah, the recap's cool, but it's like, okay, so I have a one minute recap. That's all I have from the show. It's like. That's it. Yeah. So we brought you somewhere and that's all we got where it's like, or with you, it's like, we got a hundred something pictures from two days in India it plus like a recap. Filler plus, portraits of like it, other areas that don't look like India. Exactly. Like it's just like, have. it's yeah. like you have to do both. And I don't do it. So for me, it's hard to understand why somebody wouldn't want to like learn. Somebody's just okay with just doing videos. Like, why, why haven't you grown your, your skill set? I, I slightly understand it right now in time because I'm sitting and I have some free time right now and I'm sitting, I'm like, I see these people doing like 3D like photos and like all the like motion tracking stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm familiar with that. But like, and then it comes, I sit there. I'm like, do I want to, it comes like a mountain in your head. You're like, will I start today? Will I start today? And it, it, it happens with me all the time. And that's why like, I give a lot of shit to people about like, why are you only doing photos? I give a, like, Ryan could tell you a lot of shit. Like, like when I, I hate those motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> we call have, them, we call, have, we call them folk fuckers. I but I have a lot of, I have a lot of close friends that kind of only do photo and they do really successful just only doing photo. And I respect that. And, and I tell them still, and I honest with them, I'm like, man, you, I, a lot of people are envious of you, man. Like yeah. I'm envious of you. You only like kind of had to take photos and you, I mean, you have to still with the photos thing that I've recognized, you have to be a, uh, not a big person. You have to have, show that you're welcome in that room more than just taking a photo. Cause right. the photo at the end of the day, someone's gonna look at it and be like, Oh, someone was there taking photos, but you have to, someone has to remember why you're in the room. Right. Right. But with a video, it's like, I can kind of just like sit back and sit tight and like 
people come in the room and I'm like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And I don't have to really like be that open thing because at the end of the day, you'll watch the video recap and be like, fuck, I was there. It didn't look like that. It yeah, looked, yeah, that looks exactly. fucking crazy. Who did that? Oh, is that kid in the silent in the room? Next time I see there, I'll say what's up to him. Like I, yeah. I did Coachella with Dylan Francis and I was with my buddy Tom Falcone and he only does photos. But like he only does photos, but he was like, introducing me to all these people and we were walking around and everyone knew Tom and Dylan and was, ah, introducing everyone and I'm sitting there and every time I'm introducing them, I'm like hey what's up I'm Chris and then from there on dead silent like I like not on a scared way just like that's not my spot like yeah. I'm not there yet like you know like I, I'm not in the room I got invited it's like get invited to the party you got invited to the party this time next time maybe you'll get invited to the party and maybe you'll get to bring something or maybe right. you'll get to bring a friend or maybe you'll get to talk more. Maybe you'll get asked questions like, yeah. but you have to, the next time you go, you have to have a reason why someone want to do it. How like, do you navigate that situation? So like somebody like Tom Falcone, he hits you up to come do video for Dylan. He's shooting photos. Do you also shoot photos just because you're already there? Or are you just like, no, I'm not going to take any photos? Not any photos. Yeah. You're not just any, like, I don't besides, want to Besides, so like toes. not any photos until I see like a moment where I'm like, that's something that I like that I, I like something I'll look back later and be like, oh, there'd be, here's a photo from that video and maybe post it with it. Like sometimes I think about it, but other times, like, especially like with um, Camilla stuff, they're doing, Tom's doing photo, I'm doing video. And like that, those like five, seven photos I took in that dance rehearsal, I didn't show Tom and my Josiah who does Shawn Mendes. I didn't show either. I didn't text them either that photo. Cause I was like, man, I don't want them to feel like I'm taking their spot. Like right. that. I just was there and I felt like this is a moment I had to take a photo of. Were they, they were, uh, they were probably they cool. Were cool. Yeah. They were like, that's a sick photo. I'm glad you did that. You used like you, your initiative to do it. That's sick. But like, it, yeah, it is like that. I don't, I'm not going to, and it, and it feels like a little bit like it, it feels lazy in my mind, but it's also like a relax, like relaxing thing of like, man, I don't have to take a photo. Like, yeah. what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy photos or do you enjoy videos? I enjoy videos when they're going to be used right. in, in the capacity that you'd like them to be like a photo. If someone's idea of like the event was like, we want to be just shown in front of a big crowd. I can take a photo and do that. Yeah. But if it's like, I want to show all the, the, the whole thing, the whole like how vibe. it's, how the vibe, okay, let, trust me with the video and let me just do it. Like, I mean, you were shooting guys on scooters in India. Like, yeah. like you, you set such a vibe. Like you had Dave was posting was... pictures that we weren't even in. Street food carts. He's like, look how sick this shit is. And he was just yeah. posting it. And I was like, you're not in the photo. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess you just feel it when. That was actually that ride like fueled my like thing for photo again. Like, me and Ryan talked about it a bunch. Like, cause like I, Ryan can attest to this and a lot of other people is like, I'll preach that video shit hardcore to you. And like maybe pre six months ago, I was like, I hate photos. Like right. I fucking hate taking photos. Like, like I'll do it cause I have to. And then it became like a con, like a little condescending thing. It's like, yeah, I'm doing the job cause I have to like that you're doing full time. Like right. please switch the video cause I'm doing this cause I just have to. Like, it's not like a yeah. challenging job. And I made it same that way. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a dickhead to do. I'll stop with that. But I'll still like try to enjoy photos more. And like, then I just went to India and like took those photos and it felt like, I don't know. It felt really I mean, good out of nothing, out of just like rolling, just driving through and like being in a different spot and like just getting hit with like, I guess that like culture shock in a way, but also like, I don't know, photos like that. You just like, I see on like the kind of that street teams stuff. I saw it all the time. I was like, yeah. And I was like, man, that'd be cool to have. And then you feel it and you see it and you're like, man, I could feel and see in other things that are not as weird as right. this, you know? And then, I don't know, it, it helped a lot. 
Like, thank you guys for taking me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks for coming, bro. <laughs> None of us got sick, which is like unbelievable. Everybody's like, you're going to get sick for sure. We didn't leave the hotel for three days, but yeah, people we, we had curry the whole time at the hotel, though. We so were many people were like, how was yeah. India? And I said the same joke to everybody. I was like, dude, it was amazing. The air conditioning was great. It was cool. It was amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. And they're like, oh, what'd you guys see? I'm like, we didn't leave the inside of the hotel. But <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I was like, the view, I saw some haze and smog. It was, whoo, it was smoggy. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people smoggy. have called you drone god. Drone, drone man. Drone. drone man was my, uh, they came from Warp Tour, actually. That was you my nickname. You drone anything. no law. <laughs> Let me just put this out there. Is he pulls out the drone in India, and I just have a tendency that I'm always getting in trouble in other countries. Like, it happens to me a lot for some reason. <laughs> so I'm, like, looking up, are drones legal in India? He's reading how illegal drones are and out drones loud. are not Ill, Ill, Drones are not legal. You have to get it pre-cleared. And before I'm done reading the article, I just see your drone. Reading out loud. Reading it out loud. He can hear yeah. you saying it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, man, I don't know. It's probably not a great idea. And then the drone just up. And I was like, oh, shit. I was scared. But it was so worth it because everything turned out. You also did it at Warp Tour and got like chased down or something, right? I've and heard the number story. one thing, the takeaway from that, and I think like if I had a brand, <laughs> like if I had a brand, it would just be this. Yeah. No fear. Yeah. No fear. The guy peeing. Like, no, you only no, wear no, no. fear. <laughs> it's time. I mean, you look just like the guy peeing. better. Well, not, not all that. Just like the, like better to ask for forgiveness and ask for permission. Yeah. That's that. That is the quote of my whole being of existence. Like as far as this video shit, like no one was flying the drones over, over the crowds. Everyone's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Okay. Then why isn't, Oh, and then you're complaining after why does this video look so cool? Why, where do you get the drones up? Cause I fucking had the balls to do it, man. Right. Like, it's like, it's like, you don't sit back and like, I don't know. It's so hard to justify because sometimes I don't justify. I'm like, man, that was stupid, but like it was fucking worth it. I mean, yeah. it's always is, worth it. I, yeah. Okay. If you're in like South Korea or something, they might arrest I you. I didn't fly it in Japan because like that. I didn't fly in Japan. Yeah, but like at Warp Tour, what are they going to do? They're not going to arrest so I, you. At Warp Tour, I, I flew it once and it was during Knock Loose or whatever. And it was like punching everything in the pit. And I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. And I just took it back and a guy came up to me in a white thing. He's like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, no worries, bad. No, no worries, guy. My bad. And and like he went away. And then like I was with Don Broke on Warp Tour, and they were guests uh, during Simple Plan set. And that's when like uh, the drummer of Simple Plan jumps in the crowd or something. And like Don Broke and like everyone's singing up front. It's like oh, I'll just drone. And when he jumps, I'll pan back over it. And Grant, I'm like 15 feet above the crowd, waiting for him to jump. And he's like, okay, we're ready. And then he jumps, and I'm panning back. Oh, Everything sweet. went great. But they saw it. Like in the video, you'll like they're in the pit being like. And they're running left People and right. For Warped Warped? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Pointing, shit. going left and right, like radio in, like who we got, going, we got one. We got yeah, one. Like oh, no. shit like that. And like, so then I I like I pull it off and I see the same guy that caught me, like looking again. And I'm like going in between. And I was in between two buses of bands, like like two hardcore bands that I was like not cool with yet. And I was not gonna have the balls so like, yo, bro, let me hide in your bus. Yeah. I was totally thinking about it. I was like, man, if I hadn't their bus, they would never find me. Like, and that's but they they eventually caught like found me and I, I found some friends and they were taking photos. I was like, hey, can you let me know if they're walking this way? And then my buddy, it was actually Merch and he's like, yeah, they're kind of like steadily scurrying this way. And they <laughs> came that way and they like grabbed me and I'm like, hold my job. I'm like, we need that. And they tried to take it from me, everything. Long story short, we go back and they grab the memory card and the footage and like Kevin's like waiting and he like talks to me. He's like, what are you thinking? Like, what do you, what, what, what's the point of this? I'm like, trust me, like I don't do this like for shots. Yeah. Well, it was that it was like, I did like, I don't do this for shits and funnies. Like, Oh, I got this funny shot of the drone. Like, haha drone. I don't make the drone, the center point of it. Like, yes, it was taken on a drone, but the shot is the shot. Like it panned back and it expanded. Like it looked good. Like it, it was a good shot. Yeah. And, and I was like, please, before you get me in trouble, then can we just watch the footage? 
and they they put in the footage. Ryan was there. I was on his laptop, put in the footage. Like marketing managers there, and like they were watching. And right when the first clip goes, I just hear, "Wow!" <laughs> and, 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 and the marketing manager Steph is just like, "Dock it, archive it. We need that." And they archived it, and I didn't get in trouble or anything. And I got to like archive it and just were they like, "Don't it. use it again." Or well, don't they're they're again? gonna use it in promotion and shit like that. Like I'm I'm sure they're gonna. Were you allowed? I'm to sure drone? I'll see. Were you, did they? Let I was drone? not allowed to drone after. So they said, "Don't drone they again." Like, don't drone again. But that's gotta be the best feeling. Like you think you're so fucked, and then you just hear somebody go. Wow. Well, that's, it was more fun and exhilarating because like Ryan and like a few other video people are in the room. It's like their media room watching it. So they're all like, they're all like waiting, like Ryan, especially because he knows how risky I am with it. So right. Ryan's just sitting there like, oh, let's see what happens. Like, is he going to get in trouble off this? What's going to happen? And like, I'm sitting there the same thing. I'm like, I wonder what they're going to do. But I think the shot's like confident enough. Like I was so confident. I was like, if you, you watch have it. You such balls to be like, trust me. Watch the clip. Yeah, that's. I mean, I was. You like, haven't even seen the clip yet. You know what I mean? What if it was fucked up? I, like, I did. Uh, yeah, no, because they took the SD card out of the drone. Let me take my drone back and like called me when like Kevin was ready. Oh, and, and so like they had the clip. I didn't get to watch it back. I just was like, I saw it. I was like, it's got to be good enough. Like, that's and then the not. I, I played that the jumping one first, and then I was like, for fun, let's watch the knock loose one while like the um. Linda is her name that works close with Kevin. I forget. I'm not uh, Linda. Someone else. Lisa. Yeah. yeah. She was sitting there and it's knock loose while everyone just punching each other over the pit. And she goes, oh God. And just walks away. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. That's like, amazing. Like, see? Yeah. So as like, a, as we're like, like winding down, like as let's say a kid wants to get into this, right. And like do this and blah, blah. Like how do you, how do you enter in? Right. Because it's like, okay, I'm a kid in fucking Kansas and I shoot people and that's cool. Yeah. How do I reach bands? How do I get, how do I get there? I think something that I uh, don't take is highly, I, I don't think about is like the, like looking up like the bigger photographers and videographers and then like finding a way to befriend them that wasn't punishing in a way. Um, and I didn't know the term punishing then, but like, not, not we call them punishers because nothing is sorry, worse than yeah, somebody that hits you up over and over yeah. and over and over. It doesn't yeah. understand like the but they're so nice you can't tell them off. Of course, but there's right. a line of respect. Like I really look up to a lot of other producers or rappers or whatever, and yeah. I, but I wouldn't. I'd send one DM, you know, and yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, yo, your shit's tight. You're in town tonight. Let's hang out." But if they didn't respond, I wouldn't be like, yeah. "Hey, man." Blah 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 blah. I think the thing that helped and that I notice now is you pick and choose your time when to reach out to those people and like. I, I, I waited, I followed a bunch of people and liked their stuff and maybe I commented a few times there, but it wasn't like so sick, so sick. And like maybe wait for them, I po waited for them to post maybe someone there in a story about gear and then like coming back like, hey, is that gear this? And like make it seem like you're infor like informative, like you're aware of right, things yeah. and you're ready to adjust to what they're ready to adjust to. Like, I don't know. I, I think it was kind of like that. Like I just at home every day. And like, I got, I kind of got blessed with a job at the time. I was just delivering uh, Chinese food in college and like post-college, like a year, I was just sleeping on a couch the whole time and I was just delivering Chinese food. And I was like, how am I going to do the next step? You know? And like, I had like already like being friends on like social media friends with a bunch of people and like Dusty, the one who referred me for Walk the Moon, he was just an internet friend for like the longest time. I saw him like twice in St. Louis and like, then he just ran and hit me up. He's like, are you free these three weeks? And I was like, yeah, why? He's like, oh, well, Walk the Moon needs someone for Europe. Like, I can't do it. It's like, Europe? Like, I haven't even done anything in the UK before. Like, or yeah. like, I did one UK thing. I was like, I haven't, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, I know, I trust you. Like, I've like known you. Like, and, and like, once you get that vibe for someone, like, I met this kid in um, uh, Texas, like, when I was on the Dangerous Summer Tour last January, and you can just, um, it's like a feeling with someone. Like, uh, his name's Austin Roa, and he just recently did Hosier 
he's doing AJR Brothers. He does Jade Bird and stuff like that. And I really rate him because like I met him and I could I you watch someone from across the room and you're watching them like do video things or like take an initiative from a distance or like the reason I got noticed by that uh, Have Mercy band is because I was filming that guy play the guitar like really close with his hands and then did a third angle or second angle here and so it all match up and that guy noticed like what are you doing all this for like what's this for it's like oh I don't know what it's for I just wanted to do it yeah, yeah. like it's just stuff like that comes off the page and like I'm trying to think in my best example of where I thought of it and that's that kid in Texas Austin like I saw him doing it. I was like yeah man let me get your contact info. Like, contact info let me just see what you're up to like what's going on and then I followed it and like he's just living on that right path of just like Oh, something new comes up. I'm ready for it. I'm going to adapt to it. And then I'm just going to keep taking him a lot of salt and look where he is now. He, right. When I met him, he was doing Sad Cops, the local band he was doing. Then he luckily got like Jade Bird and then Jade Bird was on tour with Hosier and then he got Hosier and then he's doing AJ. It just all comes together once you once you get in. Like I always thought of it and like I take it from um, that uh, the Jimmy Iovine, Dr. Dre documentary thing. Yeah. Uh, where like Jimmy Iovine's just like anytime I step in the room, like I'm the light of the room. Like I have a, I'm, there's a reason I'm in that room. And there's a reason that like people value me in that room. And there's a reason why like I bring something to this room. There's no reason that a room that I'm sitting in silent in the corner and filming that I'm not bringing something to. Right. My silent filming is that edit that's going to be after. Like you got to just, every room I'm in, I, like I just knew I had to get in the room. Because once right. you get in the room, you show your personality. You show that, oh, curveball, I'm ready. Like this is easy. Yeah. Like you always, and you always say yes. And like if someone's hitting you up like, hey, we have this thing coming up. Have you done it before? Yes. And then right after you say yes, you take every hour in your waking yeah, to learn how to do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And like there's no no. You say yes and then figure out how to do it after. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a, it's a hard thing to say or like how it happened, but like you can see it in someone and feel it in someone as long as they bring that a part of themselves. Like, because I don't, when you look at, like I look at myself and I don't feel it or f like see it, but someone in a room might be like, I trust that guy and I feel like, like if I ask him something, he'll be like, give me a feedback and give me a reason and then give me like an explanation of what he thought and why he did it. It's not like a, hey, why'd you get that shot? Oh, because I had to and they told me to stand in the corner. Yeah. Well, I got in the corner because I thought like the lighting coming in here made it look a little bit more like dusk. And then like if I, like if you give an explanation like that, people are like, oh, he's paying attention. Right. Yeah. He's in it. Like he's locked into this. And if I like talk to him more, I might break his focus. So I'm going to let him be. And I'm going to trust him. Yeah, let him zen out. Bro. And then like, let when they see zen. the final product, you're like, oh, that was the right decision. I'm going to keep around more because like, not only does he not bother my artists, not only does he stay silent and respect everything. When I tell him to do something, he'll adapt and learn it. And he'll come out with the content that I didn't know I was going to even be as good. As yeah. an artist, that's so important. I have to say too, like, like as for like, when we look for somebody it's so important that we can hang out with that person yeah. because we're essentially paying thousands of dollars to bring somebody. And if we're not friends with them, like if we don't click, yeah. we're not going to want them to be around us. We're not going to want, trust them to shoot us. We're not yeah. going to. So it's like, really, I think you have to be a personable person and you have to be somebody that people like being around because at the end of the day, you're like, damn, we're paying this guy to be here, spending hella money for him to be here. And we don't even like him. Like it's like, that's, we have actually haven't had that issue. We yeah, have yeah, never we really had somebody haven't. that didn't, we didn't like, but it's scary all the time because you Ryan, the guy we just took to uh, China from Chicago. It's like, we didn't know you guys. Prior. Alex, by the way. Right? Yeah, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, didn't, we didn't know. Shout out young Alf. Alex? Yeah. yeah, Alf. We call him Alf, Alf? Media. A -L -F. Okay. No Alf reason at all. We just started I'm gonna calling just him I'm going to just start Alf. DMing him Alf now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it. Do it. Um, but, yeah, but dude, thank you for stopping by. No it's problem. It's been an hour. Do you have anything you want to touch on before we do No, it? man, I'm good. That was a... Uh... That was a fun hour. You know that was a good hour. Was good. It was a quick hour. It goes back five. Well, before we started, you were like, I don't know, man. See, yeah. it is good. It was You're good. like, ooh, I got a little tingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stopping by, man. No and, problem. Uh, we it. out. We're out. Peace.